0: The Money Show. Small business. I wrote a book May last year um, called Genius, How to Take Smart Ideas Global. So it's entirely coincidental that this is along that sort of theme. Joshua Shimkin is the head of SME growth and marketing at Peach Payments. And we're talking about essentially the same theme here, Joshua, taking your smart idea global, because you've been looking at a World Economic Forum report, um, and the World Economic Forum is saying, no matter where you are in the world, actually, the only way you're really going to make decent headway is by taking your smart idea global.
1: It's true it's true i mean it's it's a numbers game right bruce um you need you need those uh, the volume of customers um and to find those targeted audiences wherever you can so absolutely that's uh, one of the key ways small businesses become big businesses
0: uh we're talking i think specifically here and in your context certainly of of digital businesses uh we know the big ones the airbnbs the ubers of the world most of which still don't make a profit but generate huge revenues but they've got massive operating costs of course as they expand globally and and have to deal with regulatory environments and everything else um so these are these are digital businesses mostly that we're referring to now in terms of ensuring that whatever it is that you create is able to transcend borders oh uh
1: absolutely yeah um it comes down to business models right um in our world at peach payments um are an online payment gateway so we see all those online transactions and one of the primary ways we see businesses expanding online is frankly using subscription services um and being able to capture those reoccurring revenues through subscription services and if they happen to offer services or digital goods it makes it that much easier because they don't have to deal with the logistics of then shipping those goods internationally.
0: Uh, I was talking to a, a very talented individual this week who makes a glorious product and they're expanding this product. And I'm not going to disclose it now because I want to do a podcast about it. Uh, but they want to expand <laughs> this this product internationally and they've they've tested the product in markets and they've got it into posh stores and they're doing so very, very well. Uh, but it's, they make the product in South Africa. They've then got to box it and put it in crates and ship it and get it to market. And you think to yourself... That sounds like a lot of um, old world work, whereas if if you're, you know, booking a night in a room in another country, well, you're almost making no effort whatsoever. The effort is in other people's hands. There are a couple of steps I think that you need to be aware of as you you take your idea global, I suppose. Um, One is making sure that you can be paid. And for somebody like Sweep South, for example, for Aisha Pandor, I remember her mm. telling us that you know, as she expanded into into Kenya and then into Nigeria and then bought Fikhal Dima in Egypt, uh, they kind of assumed the payment systems were kind of the same all over the place. And they're not. Mm. Uh, and just getting, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 making sure you can get paid is the most fundamental uh, first sort of obstacle, I suppose, you have to get over.
1: Absolutely, and Aisha has such a wonderful story, and we're so happy at Peach Payments to have her as a customer. Um, and um, we've seen their journey from inception to where their tremendous growth that they've been able to enjoy now. And it's true, you rely on uh, the payment system to just be there for you. And um, I think the hurdles that companies like SweetSouth um and other companies that wanna go internationally, especially across Africa, the systems are so different. The regulations are very different. And whether it's through uh, you know privacy issues or uh, through the, the rules of the card schemes um, that Visa and MasterCard operate, a lot of the rules are around the, the keeping of information within country, right? And having those regulations by the central banks of those countries so you're seeing that you have to become a domain expertise, you have domain expertise in that country, not just around payments, but around keeping your information about, about your customers compliant to the systems and the rules around those countries. So it, it multiplies, right? It, it starts with payments and just getting paid, but then you quickly realize there are a lot of other things that you're going to have to take into account when you expand. And, um, and, and it's, uh, you know, it's a journey for the brave,
0: <laughs> and it certainly is. I mean, and we've seen big companies come unstuck. I mean, and these are multinationals. These are companies with big legal teams and, um, you know, with, with massive expertise. And they get caught out by by stuff that, in retrospect, seems fairly obvious. Uh, but, you know, foreign currency conversions, for example, on the price of your product, um, you know, yeah. the currencies can move hard and quickly and against you or for you. And that's great when they move for you. But if they move against you, somehow you have to have a coping mechanism there. There. And then also just moving money across borders, also as MTN has experienced out of a place like Nigeria and Ghana, I think at one stage and others, um, can be complicated.
1: Oh, always, and and um, and we do a lot of that for our customers. Um, we, um, you know, the the, the 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 hardest part for a merchant who starts thinking about expanding internationally is understanding that the transaction fee can increase a lot from. You know, 3% to up to 8 or 9%. And if you don't know that going in, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a tough surprise. Um, there's also, you know, like you mentioned, the fluctuation of exchange rates. If you haven't factored that in into your pricing of your product, suddenly you've lost 10% of your margin of your profit margin overnight. And then uh, one thing that happens, of course, once you've already gotten started and you're, you're, you're actually generating business, suddenly now you have to think about the taxes. And how are you going to pay those taxes, and and are those tax, How different are the taxes in each region? I mean, that's a that's that's a, a, a complicated um, uh, set of set of rules that you're going to have to get familiar with too. So again, this is it's not simple, and it, it really takes a strong stomach, you know, to decide that you're going to focus your energy there. And some, you know, we know some businesses decide just to double down on South Africa, right? They take a look at expanding internationally, and they 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 realize that doing more within the country actually can be more profitable for them. And that's a, that's great. You know, that's a wonderful realization for the business um, because it really focuses you. And I know you've talked to entrepreneurs for, for, for years, and I'm sure you've seen that as a theme is focus, focus, focus.
0: No, completely. And I mean, I, I I haven't looked at it recently, but there was a point. I think it was 2019. It's the most recent reliable memory I have. There were, there were four out of the top five of the Sunday Times top 100 companies over the preceding five years were 100% South African businesses. They weren't yeah. companies that had gone offshore. They weren't, and, and their share prices had done best. And in there was Capitec, in there was Transaction Capital and a, and a bunch of others. Clix was in there as well. Um, Nussbats was in there. It came in at position number four then. That year um, and um, and it was the only um, in multinational that was on that on the top five of the of the top 100 performing companies. And, and those were companies that had committed to doing their business in South Africa because they saw a South African opportunity. but for many companies once they get to a ceiling and they, they, they've, they've reached the the, the the extent of their market their market capacity, they do have to expand globally or be happy where they are. And, and nobody's yeah. ever ha- happy where they are, is it? I mean, there's a, a, a very clear desire to be bigger and better, but it is a minefield of that. There is absolutely no doubt. And, you know, yeah. you need I, enormous deep pockets and huge resilience and know-how to get it right.
1: Yeah, and Bruce, sometimes what, they, what businesses choose to do is expand horizontally, right, rather than geographically. They decide to incorporate a new service or new features that expand their, their addressable audience, right? Their target market um, rather than trying to find the same target audience in new geographies. And, um, and that's where mergers and acquisitions come in. And, and that's where it gets more complicated when you're talking about the stock market price, right? How the psychology of the market is going to evaluate the complexity of the business now that, you know one uh, a business is starting to do something that they don't have domain expertise in for the last twenty years, so yeah, um it is it's complicated and it's something we all think about um because uh if you're going to put your heart into something, you, you want it to grow, you want it to scale, and you know at Peach, we're happy to be partners with businesses that are trying to do that every day.
0: Yeah and, and and thank goodness because it's a it's a great ambition and and it's a, it's a critical ambition and, and this this idea of again geography is location 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 when you buy your home is important location 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 when you set up your business is equally important if not more so mm. because it, it can make or break you
1: uh, Yeah yeah and um You know, there's a whole. We could do a. You could do a whole show on on just where to set up your business based upon what you're doing and and who your target audience is. Um, South Africa is a really. It it can be a wonderful market uh, to start a business. Um, You know, there's been a lot written about starting business in the Mauritius and and the simplicity of that. Um, I'm 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 pro. South Africa, I, I think you can create wonderful businesses here that can scale. Uh, Peach Payments does operate in Kenya and Mauritius as well. And we see a lot of growth there um, from small entrepreneurs, medium entrepreneurs, and, and large enterprises. So, uh, listen, I think there's, there's a story to tell in every country. And, um, and South Africa has got as much uh, growth in front of it as, as everywhere else on the continent.
0: Um, I I, I love the optimism on that one, particularly on a day like today. Joshua Shimkin, thank you very much. Joshua Shimkin on the line to us from Cape Town, the head of SME Growth and Marketing at Peach Payments this evening.